It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Any other questions, guys? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great night. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 640, I think. It's 639, I don't really know, of Lockdown Raptors for Monday, January 13th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Lockdown Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course, please make sure you are checking out the Lockdown Podcast Network. If you are a football fan looking for a local perspective on what went down in the NFL playoffs over the weekend, please make sure you're finding the corresponding Lockdown show, the Titans, baby. They're on their way to the NFC Championship. Go listen to, or AFC Championship. Go listen to Locked On Titans to hear all about it. And uh, if you find a show on the network like Locked On Titans or something else that you like and want to support, please subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff wherever you get your podcasts. It's very much appreciated. All right. On today's show, coming to you live from the EY suite. Uh, we've learned that EY is an accounting company. Hopefully they're not too evil. Uh, from the EY suite in the depths of Scotiabank Arena. I'm joined by Katie Heindel to talk about the Raptors 105-104 loss to the San Antonio Spurs. Katie, how are you? I kind of like the EY suite better than the Canadian Tire Suite. It's Though they're identical, yeah. the layout is a bit more roomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feels a bit more like, it just feels more me. Yeah, I, I, the, I mean, the decor is the exact same. It's but the exact same room, but it's on a tilt. It is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> this game was on a tilt. Sure was. A weird one. It was kind of boring for like the first half. It was boring. In a bit. Which we talked about a yeah. lot. Um, but then it got good. It got good. Well, we were saying like, it's boring because the Spurs are not like a flashy kind of like... They're not, they're not like, they're so efficient, they're like almost not doing anything. Yeah, they're like to their unsexy detriment. by design. Yeah, they're like, this is how we win games. Like, <laughs> um, with, what would you say? With repetition. Yeah. Precision. Efficiency. <laughs> Efficiency. Mid-range jumpers. Don't take that three if it's not going in. <laughs> Why take a three at all? Yeah. So that was a bit dull. Um, but I have to say, 
it was like kind of a nice vibe. Like everybody seemed in really high spirits before the game. Yeah. Jamar was super happy. Nick Nurse was pretty happy, I think, because like you know, Powell's back, Siakam came back, which was sort of unexpected. Yeah. Even Pop seemed a bit like Yeah. Seemed he seemed happy. Even I, I, I wasn't at Pop's pregame yeah. uh, scrum because I was too busy watching Tim Duncan guard foolish, Ooh. foolish big men Ooh. on the Spurs roster. Tim Duncan, live in the house. <laughs> Damn. Um, but so during that, Greg Popovich spoke, and I believe our pal Joe Wolfont got popped. He got popped, but he had a good response. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he like wittily he responded pop. to the popping, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Popped off. Uh, yeah, it was you know with Siakam coming back and Paolo, it was it felt really like Good relieving yeah, to yeah. see like a real lineup for the Raptors start. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Patrick McCaw or everything against Patrick McCaw. I don't know. <laughs> However you look at it. Yeah, and so it, you know the game, like I said, and like we both kind of talked about, it, it was a bit sleepy for the first half and then like half of the third quarter, and yeah. then uh, around the middle of the third quarter. DeMar DeRozan fucking yammed on Chris Boucher's head, and that woke everybody up. Yeah. And the game from then on out was pretty awesome, I thought. It was pretty awesome, except, like, I got, I feel like I had I was just, like, looking down, reading stats, and then looked up, and I said to you, like, oh, they've really, like, they're winning, or, like, they've, they've run away with it. Yeah. Like, I didn't, it was extremely close. They were, like, you know, the Raptors up by 20, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the Spurs were there, and then the Spurs were up, like, pretty substantially. Mm-hmm. Or, like... It wasn't even the substantial. It was that they felt like it just felt like they'd taken over the game. Yeah. Like with a kind of weird offensive confidence. One, I didn't think the Spurs would get over the Raptors just based on how the Raptors have been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wasn't great. Yeah. And it didn't start off terribly well for the Raptors in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is like the sort of the thing of the game. Uh, at the end of the second quarter, sorry, end of the first quarter into the start of the second, and then at the end of the third quarter into the start of the fourth, mm-hmm. Nick Nurse ran with a whole bench lineup. And it wasn't great or anything. It was fine. It seems like right now everyone's sort of blaming that lineup for the loss, you which is misplaced and wrong. You left the lineup. I agree. I was, Don't worry. This yeah. is coming okay. in a column okay, for me good. on Tuesday. Okay, good. This lineup was fun and weird and good. I and said, they, like, it lost might even by be a little points. weird for you. Yeah. And you were like, I don't care. Yeah. I, I love it. I think people have been, like, very quick to, I mean, scream about whenever Patrick McCaw's on the floor, which, yeah, fair enough. He's not been very good, and he was pretty much invisible in 20 minutes tonight. Sure. But what really sunk this game, and Patrick McCaw was part of the lineup that sunk this game, it was, like, Lowry coming back in the game. I Mm -hmm. think he came in with Norm, and the Spurs ran a zone. And the starters could not figure out the zone. Kyle missed a bunch of threes. Uh, Abaka just had like a weird stretch where he had some butterfingers and had some missed bunnies. He hit a three later on that was once mm-hmm. again redemptive because everything Serge Abaka does is leading up to his redemption, uh, <laughs> which is lovely. But it was not that kooky five-man bench lineup that cost him the game. It was after those guys came out, mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry came in and just started breaking threes. And that was the story yeah. of the game. That, like, the, the, that stretch where the zone sort of solved the Raptors for like four or five minutes there in the middle of the third or fourth quarter... It was pretty much the game as the Spurs got back yeah. into it. And I yeah. mean, you, and then you put it up to a coin flip, basically, in crunch time. And the Raptors did a very good job of getting it to crunch time but with three straight threes from, I think, Lowry, Powell, and Ibaka to make mm-hmm. it 100-100. And, you know, you put yourself at the mercy of crunch time weirdness, which is what happened in this yeah. one, even though they, you know, probably extended the game longer than they should have with that Lowry three late in the game. 
um, which was a lovely play call. Oh, Kyle, go do that thing you're really, really good at all the time, uh, just in a very quick, condensed package. Okay, sure, coach. Um, and tied the, and yeah, extended the game a little bit. But yeah, it was the inability to deal with the zone more than anything. And Pascal Siakam missing a bunny of a layup after a spin cycling to Marta Rosen yeah. at, at, near the buzzer. So but like, you can't what get too mad at it like that. And like Norm, to like Norm's credit, like he had some great shots yeah. considering he's like just back, you know, like yeah. he, he looked like really dialed in. Um, so that was nice, but I, I, like, that's what I thought would be enough. Like I thought kind of like most of the offensive troubles that the Raptors have run into in like the past games where they've lost from shots not falling. And I was like, well, you know, earlier yeah. thinking like if Powell's back, if he starts hitting some shots, like that should give them the boost that they need. Mm-hmm. It did give them the boost that they need, but they ostensibly needed more. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, we, we've, we were spoiled in this game with many guys on the floor who can do things offensively. Yeah. And, like, some of those guys who would be in crunch time playing those last eight or so minutes in previous games would have been Patrick McCaw and Terrence Davis and O'Shea Brissett. Yeah. And, like, those guys did a wonderful job. Darius Davis had a rough night tonight, by the way. Yeah, he didn't uh, play so, so well. Good. He was, like, a bit muted by the yeah. Spurs. I guess, like, I didn't, I didn't expect the Spurs. Like, we were talking about it before. Like, I thought... The Raptors are like a lot longer of like a t- team yeah. than the Spurs. They've got they're coming in to this with more energy than the Spurs were coming into this game. Like the Spurs have not been playing particularly well, mm-hmm. or like even for the Spurs, like with a lot of energy mm-hmm. that they kind of like a commanding kind of energy. So I thought like yeah, I was like we'll have this one easily. Yeah, and and look, I, I was of the mind this entire game that. Once they mm. started trying on defense, which was really where things like really slipped for them, and Nick Nurse talked about this after the game, how there wasn't any help defense, and it was just kind of like they stopped trying on defense for mm-hmm. a quarter and a half. Um, you know, I, I was I, I'm not worried about the defense. The defense is going to be fine, and the offense I'm also not worried about. Like I'm mostly not worried. Look at me, not <laughs> not being worried about a loss, but like. It was a bit of a rusty sort of second half for Pascal after completely just, like, dropping it on the Spurs to start the game. Uh, And so that was a problem. And I have a point that I'm trying to get to in my brain, but my brain doesn't want to work right now. But basically, late in the game, you're not going to often see them become so prone to a zone because typically they have lots of... Prone to a zone. I was just oh. looking at stats, but then I like that. Oh, okay. And so, but, like, they... The reasons they, you know, had their offense fall apart against, like, Portland or even Charlotte was, mm-hmm. okay, they're going to double Kyle and there's no one else good on the floor. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do that in this game. Normally, a zone is going to be fine against the lineup where most of the guys can shoot. Yeah. Patrick McCaw shouldn't have been out there against the zone because that made it much easier. But you would figure once that sort of rotation quirk is, is settled on and, you, you know, you get Fred Van Vliet back and you get Marcus Saul back, like, this is not going to be something that persists once they're healthy. So, I don't, I don't think know. It's so. hard to be concerned. But that said... Not to, like, be like, we should be worried about it, but <laughs> with, like, Powell back, Siakam back, that, I did expect more offensively. Yeah, fair. I expected I expected more of, like, a, a command, mm-hmm. like an offensive command of this game, and I don't think, even when they were up, I think they were up by virtue of the Spurs, like, not yeah. really finding their rhythm. Yeah. Um, which I think the Raptors have found themselves up in that position for a few games this season, where they're kind of like, oh, we're, we're up, like, 20, we're up 15, um, and there's this sort of coasting yeah. that comes into it. And, like, partially you can't blame them for it, like, with the injuries they've had and just, like, trying to work with the guys they've got on the floor and, like, pr- preserve their energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but with these guys back and, like, this kind of more offensive edge that I thought they would have going into this game, they're just, like, would you call it, like, closing or just, like, this ability to kind of shut 
shut things down and like tie them up. You know yeah. what I mean? Just so like, okay, this team is we've, we're winning, and this team this team is not coming back. Yeah, you know they haven't gotten that edge yet. Yeah. Um. So I'm not not to be like that's a big problem, mm-hmm. but just like a thing I'm thinking about. Yeah, but I mean, my, my sort of reply to that if you're thinking about how this team looks late in games is like how much have they had kyle and Mm -hmm. pascal sort of the two you would figure linchpins of the offense late in the game how often they had those guys together this season right it's barely happened late in the game fair enough i mean kind of like if you're up by 20 yeah even going into like this the mid midway through the second like going into the half like hang up Find a way to like hang on to that more decisively. Fair enough. Knowing that like that the other team's probably gonna come back, try and make a run, try mm-hmm. and like mess around with you a bit. We're gonna continue the conversation about the Spurs game in just one second, but first I want to tell you about our sponsor for today, and that is Echelon. To get fit in 2020, you don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get in the shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1 connected fitness bikes that offer a high-quality at-home cycling experience at less than half the price of a Peloton. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone, busy moms and dads, first responders and elite athletes, whatever your activity level. Echelon has you covered, and with the daily live and on-demand studio classes right in your home, you'll never have to step foot in a gym, and people who listen to this podcast know I hate the gym. This is great. You're going to love Echelon, but if you're not 100% satisfied, you're going to get your money back anyway. Join the hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon right now. Don't pay a ton for Peloton. Buy an Echelon bike today for under $1,000. Go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A, all one word, to learn about their limited-time free Apple iPad pad offer and complete details of that exclusive offer echelon it's your time that's e-c-h-e-l-o-n fit.com slash l-o-n-b-a echelon fit.com slash l-o-n-b-a this lockdown podcast is brought to you by home chef now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down how are your resolutions coming one of mine was to order less takeout cook more at home but i'll be honest i haven't been consistent that is until i found home chef home chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Could we call this the Bellinelli revenge game? We could call it the Bellinelli revenge game. Uh, He (laughs) did hit a big three late. get his montage. He didn't. So yeah, I wanted to talk about this. This is the stuff people <laughs> care about when we're in a podcast anyway. Uh, so the, obviously many Raptors in town. Tons. <laughs> the Raptors. Tons. Uh, literally an entire lineup if they really wanted to. They uh, sh- he should have. Yeah. Although I no mean, Damari Carroll in this game. So. That doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, and was certainly not going to be He walked in montage. pretty late. Oh, did he? Down the tunnel. Oh, okay. Nice jacket though. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, no Damari Carroll. But you get DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, who I miss dearly, uh, Rudy Gay, Marco Bellinelli. Pertl got a thing, right? 
Yeah, Proto got a montage. Proto got, a, a oh, video a trivia, montage yeah. was like shots? Yeah, got a thing. So. Yeah, no, Proto got a thing. Proto Obviously, won. DeMar got one. DeMar got Trey one. Lyles got one for being the Canadian player. And Trey Lyles kind of ignored it. He did. Well, he, he, didn't he kind of ignores the fact that he's Canadian, And look too, up. So. Yeah, he was like, don't, don't. Yeah. Don't shame me in public. Yeah, he's like barely <laughs> Canadian, so don't tell him. That's... <laughs> but the Demar, like obviously Demar got one and Pirtle got one too. Yeah, but I did. I thought like if if you're gonna do it, this is a year to do everybody. I agree. They should have done like a weird hodgepodge one of Bellinelli, Gay, and Carol should have just all been together. Like, and the other guys, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Because, like, that's what you do in your retrospective year. Yeah, and like, like especially Rudy, who is like weirdly maybe he's like thinks it's. I don't know. He maybe had a bit of a cursed time after he left. Yeah. But Rudy leaving. Yeah. <laughs> it did send him to Sacramento. So. Made a lot of room for what happened to the Raptors after. So I think, like, in Damari, <laughs> I guess they maybe... I could see them forgetting that Damari was on that team. <laughs> also not much in the way of just, like, game footage to get People for might have booed Damari's um, I think they would highlights. have. Well, because Damari, <laughs> like, he... I mean, you didn't have... I can't even think of a Damari Carroll highlight. Which a is lot of upsetting. frustrating, like, blunders. Yeah, I'm a lot of drives like, to the rim with doing? no plan and, like, yeah. a bricked floater. Yes, um, yes. But a lot of it wasn't his fault when he was here. He was a wonderful guy. He was, He's a nice like, guy. Yeah, very yeah. nice and yeah. good in the community and stuff like that. But, yeah, very bad tenure with the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he didn't get one. Marco Bellinelli only played 66 games for the Raptors. Just started one game. It was during the not-so-hot 2009-10 season. That seems early for Marco Bellinelli. So, like, the Hito year... Um, yeah, I understand them not wanting to give him one, I suppose. The Rudy Gay one's weird. I, I think, like, yeah. I mean, even It's a weird that's thing, like, right? It's, a it's, bit, it's like, it's Messiah's tenure. Like, it's at yeah. the start of that. So I think, like, again, I do think that, like, it marks something. And he and had like, some nice games, too. About. Like, there was he a did. bit of a, a stretch there in that. I mean, that was the reason I got back into being a Raptors fan after yeah, a couple years of kind flourishes. of lapsed fandom. It was like, oh, Rudy Gay, the guy who I wish mm. they had gotten instead of Bargnani. <laughs> I like this guy. And he had some fun games. I think there, I recall, like, a game against, like, the Pacers or something where he won an overtime. I mean, I've seen, Bar- like, some Bargnani highlights so far. In, yeah. Like, when they're just doing the random, like, yeah. let's look back, like, like 25 years. Yeah. Uh, so if you're going to do that, then I think this was a missed opportunity. I would prefer them to give Rudy acknowledge some the yeah the entirety of yeah. the of the sort of the backdrop of the team because it all matters. Like yeah. Ruby Gay is the inciting incident eventually of them winning a title. Totally. I don't know if maybe the montage should have just been the game they played with eight guys the day he got traded, where Amir scored thirty points, and that's the Rudy Gay montage. I don't know. Like a news clip <laughs> of like what happened. Like Rudy's gone. And yeah. Then the, and then the game. Okay, now I'm glad they didn't do this because it just sounds mean to Rudy. Uh, Fine. Rudy's doing great. <laughs> he dunked yeah. on someone's ass today too. Yeah, I, Rudy's I think having, it was also maybe Boucher. Rudy's poor. Boucher looks so rattled. Oh, okay, we got to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, so, DeMar DeRozan came into <laughs> oh, the no. locker room after the game, uh, hugged Pascal Siakam while he was in the middle of his scrum, went over, dapped up Norm, <laughs> and he was sitting next to Chris Boucher. Oh, no. And Chris Boucher says, I don't think I should shake your hand. <laughs> did he? He did eventually, oh. but he did look like he was sort of having flashbacks of what had just happened to him about an hour real time he previous. got knocked. I don't know who it was. It might have been Pertle. If was Pirtle on the floor at I that don't time? Because someone on the Spurs bench, I saw it in a highlight, turned and like buried their head into <laughs> I think it was Demari Carroll's shoulder as if they were like hiding and so sad, like at um Boucher getting knocked down. Yeah. Which I thought was like pretty apt. Because mm-hmm. like he lay down for a long time and then when he was standing at the line, like he was just like sh- kind of shaking. 
blinking a lot. He didn't really look like he knew where he was. Here's the real question. Is that the best DeMar DeRozan dunk in Scotiabank Arena? No. Well, there's only really one other candidate, I think. I think it's the one on Tristan Thompson, which pretty good. Yeah. But I mean, most for, of his other big ones are on the road. True. That's true. That's true. No, I think like if we, I can't off the top of my head think of one. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer it more on Tristan Thompson than on Chris Boucher. Oh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, for like maybe his team reaction. Yeah. And I guess crowd reaction too. A lot honestly. Of, a lot of people were very shocked and upset. Honestly, it got cheers. <laughs> but happy? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely got cheers. It's like when you cheer, but then you're like, oh no. Yeah. My I, friend got hurt. Yeah. Too. It was like the, <laughs> yeah, the instinct of that was awesome. Yeah. I should cheer that but and then, then realizing, like, oh, Chris oh, Boucher is weeping. Yeah. Uh, I should probably yeah. pull this back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that actually leads me to sort of, you know, a thing about this game that I'm totally fine with, which is Damar having himself a game. I, I think yeah, it's awesome. Everyone like, knows we're here for yeah. DeMar's revenge game. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, yeah. Last year didn't go so hot for him because, you know, Kawhi Leonard's very good. He had, he had, like, a really ugly, that uh, really ugly, awkward spot. Yeah. This, like, the Judas knife in his yeah. chest from Kyle. Yeah, and that, that game, <laughs> yeah. I mean, l- last year was tough for DeMar, and ultimately I think it kind of needed to happen that way yeah, to sort of fit the one, narrative right? of the season yeah. where you have Kawhi and Kyle come together to steal it from DeMar at the end. Like that was yeah. probably the most poetic play of the season yeah. and sort of summed up the entire reason why they made the trade to begin with. But to see DeMar come back in this one, still get the insane res- response, got a standing O uh, when he was announced with the starting five, got the yeah. big standing O uh, as well when they did the tribute to him. And then to see him after a really rough first half, I think he only had two points in the first half. Yeah, he didn't play so well. He was excellent and, and a lot of fun. And yeah. it got to the line a bazillion times, as he's wont to do, was part of the reason it was kind of a stop and start game, game at times, because he just likes to get to the line. And with the dunk and just mm-hmm. some nice, very DeMar-looking plays, I, I I don't know i'm more than anything just happy to see him thriving and having a good run of things and me too i, I can't i just there's so many things to be upset about Are january upset about it's, no it seems oh. like just people being mad about losses in general oh. is a thing and i, and I can't Patrick McCaw's playing time it's just DeMar like eh, it's january because and, of how happy yeah. tomorrow was like when he first got here and it really yeah. felt like the stress of like being back the first time was gone. The stress of the trade was gone. He said himself, like he's been in that organization for a year now. He's got to know it a bit more. He just seems more himself. Mm-hmm. He seems like really comfortable, super confident, like very positive. And not having to like stare down Kawhi on the other side playing the Raptors also is probably deal. a nice thing yeah. too. So right? for him to come back in this game and like the first time he's seen the championship banner, if he noticed it, mm-hmm. frankly, I forgot. I couldn't see it. <laughs> but if assuming it's the first time he saw it, maybe that's what rattled him a little bit in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, you know, for him to come back and have a game like this, it's also not a, like, it's not a crushing loss. No. It's not like DeMar dropped, like, 40 single-handedly on the yeah. Raptors and was just I mean, they like, blew a you guys. 14-point lead in, like, nine minutes, which yeah. is not awesome. It was like a, but... it was a friendly uh, beat. Friendly, <laughs> friendly loss. <laughs> a friendly, I'm trying to think, like, a friendly win. A friendly loss for the Raptors on behalf of the Spurs? On account of the Spurs? On account of the Spurs? (laughs) You know. Sure, yeah. I don't know what to say a friendly beating because that's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I would never say, I just said that, but I would never say that. (laughs) Anyway, and I won't make light of that kind of thing, but yeah, yeah, I think like that's fine. And then now when you go, they haven't gone to San Antonio. No, they're like two weeks from today. Yeah, so then when you go to San Antonio, take 
take the win there. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, and also I I touched on this on the last time I did a solo podcast, I think, or on Thursday or something. And like... The thing that you should be worried about now if you're a Raptors fan is seeding, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's important, obviously. This game doesn't derail them. They have, still have, like, an insanely easy schedule coming up. I would assume that they're going to get Marcus Gasol and Fred VanVleet back here in relatively short order. Mm-hmm. Maybe Gasol this week. Uh, he was out there working out before the game with Alex McKechnie, all dressed up and everything. I think Fred's probably a little bit further away, but yeah. even when you get Gasol back, like, you get Gasol back and the, this game, the complexion of it changes, and you can use him in the middle of the zone, and yeah. you can open things up that way, and you're not relying on a bucket to play make for you, and that's ultimately a good thing. And so I I think all of the little things we've seen, the struggles, the offensive issues, the the half-court stagnancy and all that stuff, all like we know what this team is at full strength, or something, we, we know some mm. like sort of the rough outline of what it should look mm. like. And with the schedule still being insanely easy, the Heat being the frauds, or showing that they're the frauds that everyone assumes they are, hey. losing to the Knicks, hey. uh, your boy Jimmy, not so hot at the end of that game. Jimmy looked great. No. Long leg extension. <laughs> yeah, almost kicked Taj Gibson in the head. Get out of the way, Taj. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, just because the stats are on the TV in the yeah. room we're in, but they're pretty mirrored. Like, both teams, 11 turnovers, like... You know, the Raptors only had three less blocks than the Spurs. This is the free throws. Offensive rebounding. Yeah, Yeah, free throws definitely. And just, like, I guess a little bit of shooting overall. But, like, when you're looking at these, like, the the stats of this game, like, everything is so close. So, again, like, to what you were saying, you get Gasol back. Like, you get some of these other, like, change in. They're, like, the pace changers Mm -hmm. of the game. You get them back, then I think... You were about to say change change pacers, weren't you? Yeah, or, like, (laughs) pacemakers... Change pacemakers. Yeah. Uh, whatever. You get them back, uh, and then you're looking at being able to tweak some of those numbers, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's not... I've tapped myself into the loss in the process of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy <laughs> to talk yourself into losses when it's the Hakuna season. It's still is going point? on. I mean, it's, yeah. it felt very shitty at the time. I did yeah. turn to you and say, that's shitty. Because I think, like, I hate, like, I love so much the late momentum. Yeah. Though it kills me. Yeah. Like, I, like, oh, the three threes they hit were exhilarating, yeah. But then thinking, like, oh, shit, like, they're so close. And then they did tie it up. And then to be like, ah, yeah. like, could they do it? And then just, like, one point. Yeah. Uh, I thought they might, actually. Yeah, I did Like, too. <laughs> with that Lowry three with four and a half seconds mm. left or whatever, mm-hmm. where it took him, like, no time at all to walk yeah. it up and, and pull it up. I mean... You should probably expect that if you're the Spurs, I suppose. And that was a pretty fun play call. And it seemed like maybe they were going to steal it. OG with a really quick foul uh, out of the inbound and stuff like that. No, it was very close. And and this is the thing is like, this has always been my argument. And I've probably said this on the podcast a thousand times. Give me a close loss that makes me feel over a blowout win or even like a sort of comfortable win. Honestly, like... Fun games, crunch time is fun. They've had three of them in a row now. Maybe it's getting to be a lot, and you would rather see them win some of these games by a lot. But guess what? 
they're not even at the halfway point of the year. They've That's been barely true. healthy. They're going to get their guys back. And I would assume that once they do get healthy, they're going to start beating the piss out of teams. Because it felt like tonight they were on the precipice of beating the piss out of the Spurs. Yeah, Until that weirdness in the fourth quarter that, again, I don't think is super repeatable. I think just for their own psyches, like, it would be great to have a big, like, a closer to a blowout game yeah. against a team. Well, they got the Wizards on Friday, and then the Wolves, so... Yeah. <laughs> the Wizards who... It could cut, be coming up. <laughs> the Wizards who cut CJ Miles today, which made me sad. So the Wizards deserve it. So I think the Raptors <laughs> are going to deliver the... Um, yeah, they're going to deliver the, the blowout mm-hmm. on behalf of their buddy CJ's PJs. Thoughts on... Because so CJ, I think, is out for the year with an injury. Yeah. Thoughts on bringing him back anyway... No. Removing sure. Malcolm Miller from the roster and having CJ no be sure. a sideline cheerleader no. slash coach. Because they're going to be lacking those yeah. soon once guys get back. Malcolm's really grown on me. Yeah. We as, were having a good uh, chat about him yeah. earlier today. As a as a bench cheerleader. And sometimes occasionally as like a little bit of a contributor. Could yeah. be more. The Dallas game will always yeah. have been He's 12 minutes like, of Malcolm Miller. He has these flourishes where I'm more like bought into Malcolm Miller than Patrick McCostell. Yeah, I, um, that, yeah. <laughs> just based on his over, like Malcolm Miller's overall contributions to morale and weird games. Yeah, the guy who does one thing well and not much else, as opposed to the guy who does no things well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but has has like nudes has, like, of Nick Nurse. Thrown, yeah, I was going to be like has cast a spell, but maybe yeah, that's maybe more apt. Uh, he's he's doing some kind of blackmail. Nick nudes. Oh man. <laughs> Can't go down the nude road. I don't want to <laughs> go there. I'm scarred already. By oh. Something I saw tonight. Um. Anyway, <laughs> like, no, I don't think so. It like I'm offered like this that kind of like good feeling, mm. but it wouldn't be. I don't think it would be the best for CJ. Yeah, no. Um, I, I I was just it was. And a if you can if you're gonna do that for CJ, why the hell didn't you do that for Amir? That's damn true. He mm-hmm. should be on the team right now. Yeah, Amir would be actually like, wouldn't be so bad on this team. Yeah, I'm, I'm very biased. But I don't I think he would have like played outside of like he would be. I mean, he's not nearly as spunky as Chris Boucher, who is just no. flying around like a fucking maniac whenever he's out there. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Lovely. You, you wouldn't be getting that kind of energy from Amir. No. but it'd be Chuck Hayes-ish, I think, in like Chuck Hayes's year here. Yeah, it'd be sort of adjacent to that. Yeah, which I mean, rolling around. I <laughs> Just dabbling in coaching, but also yeah, not anyway. Yeah, uh, all right. I think that's probably a good place to leave this one, Katie. We broke I down the actual game for the 10 Raptors minutes, so need good. to. Yeah, we did a good job. We did a good job with that. The Raptors need to. I'll say this after seeing the Spurs, uh, and also the um, oh my god, the Blazers. Yeah. this week. The Raptors need to step their jacket game up. Detail this, please. The, well, the Blazers are, are like a sneaky fashion team. Okay. When they kind of walked in on Tuesday, like I was like, oh yeah, he, they Damian Lillard's on this team. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Mel's on this team. Oh yeah. Like even their rookies are looking good. Everybody <laughs> has like very tailored looks. Okay. Um, they just looked good. And then, uh, the Spurs, Lonnie Walker had, like, a beautiful coat. Popovich, like, breezed in. It's crazy to me because if you saw Popovich on the street and the outfit he was wearing when he walked in tonight, mm-hmm. which were, like, was, like, a beautiful kind of, like, um, motorcycle, like, very supple butterscotch, like, motorcycle 
butterscotch color motorcycle jacket. Mm-hmm. Kind of like track, not track pants. Like like very like techy looking exercise kind of mm-hmm. pants, but like a little bit of neon, a little bit of mesh. Okay. Um, I think he he had like a really sporty, cool looking like sneaker on. Uh-huh. It was a really good fit, and then he changed, and he was like, "Doesn't look that great." <laughs> yeah, on he the just court. looks dumpy in his suit. Yeah, he's yeah. just like the same suit he always wears. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is my suit. Yeah, and I'm doing nothing to change it. Like Damari Carroll had like a beautiful satin kind of jacket. Oh, when I'm he not came surprised Damari looked yeah, awesome. Like, that was the best thing great. he brought to the team when he was here. Yeah. I still recall his bird onesie, my favorite look of his. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, like, say what you will about like the Raptors. I think like it's probably just like when you get very comfortable they're also job, bogged down right? in the rigors of self-branding like, oh it's casual fucking friday yeah. every day because i like i work here and i'm here all the time so yeah. i'm just gonna wear a hoodie that's fair and like my track pants i just think there i, I think there's might maybe something to the idea that their personal apparel brands don't offer much in the way of dress wear uh, i think these i think the spurs are like shopping i oh, think yeah. the blazers are shopping for these looks i mean I'm, I'm sure they have stylists that help them out but like they're just so, they look so immaculately fitted. Anyway. I feel like if Fred needs like a blazer with like, yeah. bet on yourself on We know on Serge can do it. Yeah. Fred can do it. They were like, they did it a little bit on the bench, even though Siakam said he hated dressing up. Like, yeah. He hated pick, <laughs> I thought that was extremely cute. He hated picking his outfits for the bench, which shows that he does just love being casual. Mm-hmm. Anyway, come on guys. Yeah. Just for the road even. Yeah. I'm uh I'm not going to disagree with you there. Okay. We should probably wrap this up. <laughs> I could talk about jackets a lot. Oh, I Longer know. Longer than stats. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much. Uh, don't worry. Everything will be fine, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it, it was really nice having Pascal Siakam back tonight. Watch, yeah. Even though he struggled in the second half. Watching him find things so easily. And even that, like, he misses that layup at the end of the game that might have sealed the win. That's nice that you can just get that shot Yeah. now that he's back when yeah. that was not an option before because that was Rondé Hellis Jefferson doing a death spin into a fall. So Loving Rondé's hair. Yeah, Rondé's hair was looking good today. That's good. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. We fit it all in. We did. Katie, where can people find your work? Um, you can find a couple things coming up on uh, Dime mm-hmm. uh, on Uprock, so... Probably something about Lonnie Walker's jacket very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, basketball feelings. Uh, sign up for the newsletter on Substack. You can also sign up for the Hoop Talks newsletter uh, through the Hoop Talks. Through the Hoop Talks. Website? Twitter? Homestandsports.com. Social? Isn't there it? you yeah. go. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Oh, again, your hype, your hype man is always prepared. Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. I will be writing about those uh, kooky, weird bench units that everyone seems to hate for Tuesday, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, that is going to do it. We will talk to you on Tuesday with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.